Welcome to I Love Palm Beach. We talk about everything Palm Beach County, Florida has to offer and why you should make it your home. We are a team of real estate professionals who love where we live, and we want to show you why you will love Palm Beach too. You'll learn about our hobbies and our lifestyle stories for fun and amazing things to do. Follow in our search for stories to find the best of. Whether it's a specific food or service, Palm Beach has it all and does it bigger and better. Or follow our local hero stories to discover the amazing people who call Palm Beach home. And now, here's your host, Rebecca Giacoba. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to our podcast today. I'm here with Anne Claremont. She is a local personality and an author, and she has written a book. Um, I guess she's considered an equestrian, and she's written a book called Learning to Fall. Anne, would you like to tell us about your book and how it fits in with the equestrian world here in Palm Beach County? Well, first of all, thank you so much, Rebecca, for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited. Um, yes, I've been, um, although I'm, I wasn't raised around horses, horses have always been a passion of mine, but it's only something I did by reading about them in books. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I grew up, I grew up in, uh, in, a, in Poland, actually, in the middle of a large city. So I was as far removed from horses as you could be. Okay. And my dream was always to live on a ranch and have horses and, and ride and, you know, just be around them. That never actually happened. We weren't, we never, I never ended up moving to Texas or Montana, but it, you know, I did have the opportunity to start riding horses when I was a teenager. And uh, when I was in university, I actually took some riding lessons. And that's how I met my husband. <laughs> my husband is a fourth generation horse person. And wow. he, he comes from a family, uh, his mom ran a show jumping stable in Canada. And so after we got married, we moved to Canada, I mean, to California from Canada. And uh, we, after several years, I was in biotech and he was in software, but we had an opportunity to, to take over a lease on a property where it had a, it was a large equestrian facility. So while doing that, we were running a boarding facility of about 75 horses and we had a training program and a show jumping program and summer camps and lessons. We did it all. And while we were there, I was inspired to write a book, which is something I had always dreamt of doing. So I started going to classes in San Francisco and then my little hobby at night became something when I showed the pages to my husband and my writers group people started saying they were excited about it. And so I, um, I kept writing and I thought initially nobody would really see the book, but in the end it ended up becoming a, a, a book that, you know, is centered in the show jumping world and it's set in California and it's set also in Calgary in Canada. Um, and a lot of people really connected with it, which was exciting for me. After several years, my husband and I decided not to, to stay at that property. Um, I burnt out a little bit on running a boarding facility. It was a lot of work and a lot of drama. And I preferred my drama <laughs> on the page as opposed to in my day-to-day -day life. 
but I still love horses. So our daughters, we have two daughters, they both ride and my husband still um, trains and he still rides. And we actually had moved to Washington near, just outside of Seattle on Bainbridge Island. And we really missed the competitive world. Our younger daughter was really into riding still, but there weren't that many, the, the show circuit there isn't very big. We'd have to go up to Vancouver or go, go down to Oregon or go back down to California for her to actually compete in bigger shows. And we made the decision to move to Wellington, Florida, because it's such a beautiful part of the country. And we love being close to the ocean. And for me, I love the climate as much as people complain about how hot it is here. I actually really like it. And when we came last winter to visit, I just fell in love with Wellington and the excitement of, of WEF um, and going, being able to go to Global to the dressage competitions and of course all within driving distance of the beach. So uh, we made the decision to actually move to Palm Beach County and just love it here. Yeah, of course I love it. And we've got <laughs> podcast all about it, but yeah, Wellington is the best of both worlds. I don't know a ton about the riding. I rode as a young child, but as a teenager, I moved away and didn't really have that opportunity. So I love it. But you're a girl who follows your dreams, that's for sure. You dreamed of horses, you made it happen. So that's yes. really amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited to read the book. I'm sorry I didn't get to read it, but oh, I think right. we talked about doing a live event. So I will definitely read it before we do the live event and it'll be um, lots of fun. So tell me um, more about the book and how the story goes. Well, it's, um, as I said, so it's set in Northern California. It's about a young woman who is starting off to, in going off to veterinary school at UC Davis, and her family owns a small jumping um, training operation. And she has, um, doubts about her abilities as a rider and as a trainer and she's seen her father struggle with the business and she is unsure of what she wants to do and they are driving at the very beginning of the novel they drive up to Spruce Meadows to a competition and on their way there there there's an accident that happens and her father actually ends up dying and so she has to make some decisions after he passes of what happens with, with, her, um, with her farm, with her family's farm. And she uh, decides to actually compete in a large circuit that's based on the West Coast so that she can win the million dollar cup and the gold cup. And so the story follows her uh, figuring out, so it's like, it's, even though she's a college student, it's a coming of age sto a story, but it's also about her relationship with her father and all the issues that come up with that, even though he's passed, and her dreams and aspirations, and there's a little bit of a romance with, uh, with an old flame and then a new flame that comes in <laughs> to the picture, who actually is her trainer, and, um, and it follows the story of what happens to her and how she resolves who she is and what her dreams and passions are. Well, it sounds like it has it all. I can't wait to read it now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, um, it was, uh, 
a kind of character, Bryn, the main character, is somebody that I absolutely loved. I loved all the characters in the novels. I, I still think of them as real people. So for me, um, it was, I actually considered writing a sequel, but at this point, there isn't a sequel in the works. But um, all of those characters lived with me for many years. Well, that's really interesting. I like that perspective from an author that you actually create the person in your mind as if they're a real person. I always think that things are a little bit autobiographical when people write a novel, but not always the case. Right now I'm reading a book by a man and the lead character is a woman and very different from who the man is. So it's definitely not autobiographical. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that about authors that, you know, whatever turns it takes, that how can that person come up with um, those ideas that it must come somehow from, from their personalities. And in that, as, in that sense, I think as a writer, it is your job to take uh, little snippets of characteristics you see in other people and also, you know, you, how you process them in little parts of you and, and make real characters um, on a page, but yet realize that everybody has a lot of depth to them. So you can't, you, you have to figure out a way to reveal certain aspects of the character within a book um, without making them seem too flat and undeveloped, or you obviously can't show all the different ways. You do, you do in some ways have to flatten them um, to some extent. So it's that really big balance of who you're creating. And I think the best books and the best stories always come out of character. And my experience, anyways, plot is fun, and there are a lot of action movies that I watch. But the ones that stick with me are always ones that kind of uh, focus on the character itself. Yes, absolutely, I agree. So, when did you write the book? How long ago now? So the book came out in 2016, and I started writing it in I, I think. The first page is about 2012, so um, I started going to writing classes, like I said, and even right from the beginning, you know, the, it's interesting, there are a lot of um, initial pages that I wrote that are practically the way I wrote them then. And then there was a lot of rewrites in the sense that a lot of, a lot of scenes didn't make it into the no novel and a lot of, um, kind of the development of it. Initially, the, the trailering accident was supposed to happen towards the end of the book, and now it happens at the beginning. So there was a lot of development and changes as to what was actually going to happen with the plot. But overall, it took me about two, a year and a half to two years to write the first kind of full uh, story. And then it took about a year for revisions, maybe a little longer. And then, um, and then the publishing part of it, so. Did you work with a publisher and an editor, or did you self-publish? No, I worked with a small publisher in, um, that's set and based in Arizona, and yes, I did work with um, multiple, actually, initially with multiple editors that I worked with that were, well, one, the first one was my teacher, the one at, in San Francisco, so she also worked as an editor, so. I worked with her and then I worked with Ellen Sussman and I went to multiple conferences and workshops and the novel with different, you know, writers. So it was a, it was definitely a work in process. There was a lot of learning involved. My, my degree, my education is actually in science and I worked in science before my husband and I took over the farm. 
um, the ranch in, in California. So up until that time, I actually worked in biotech in cancer research. And so for me, writing a novel was a huge departure from what my training and my schooling was. And uh, it, it, took me, it took me a while to learn the ins and outs, a lot of reading books, a lot of workshops, a lot of classes and conferences. It's interesting, I um, interviewed another author not too long ago and she did the exact same thing. And she was taking some classes, I think through the Kravitz Center, she told me. And that really was the impetus and she had had a totally different career and this kind of fell in her lap. She got relocated to Palm Beach and a book came out of her and now she has two. So I guess it's a similar process for a lot of people. I think, I think so. I think there are a lot of writers that, um, you know, some, some of course know they're going to be writers from a very young age, but many people have a career before then, whether a lot of lawyers I've seen, a lot of lawyers in my workshops or, or, you know, people who are just, you know, always thought about it and like to pen stories at night or, you know, just have that little calling and to write some, some things down and then all of a sudden they started taking classes and workshops and all of a sudden they, it turns into a book and they're like, wait a minute, this is my passion. That's what definitely what happened to me. I never felt so, um, I guess, so fulfilled as I do when I write. I think it's definitely, uh, it's, it's a lot of work and there are many days where it feels like nothing's happening and there are many pages you have to go back and delete or whole scenes or rewrite, revise a whole book. But uh, it's definitely when, when as, they, as writers say, when it flows, when it's flowing, it definitely feels like um, very euphoric almost because you're, you're knitting together and you're creating these, this whole world and these characters that didn't exist before. And I guess it could be akin to when you're knitting, you start off with just a, a ball of yarn and next thing you know, you've, you've, you've put in different, woven in different colors and different threads and then you have something you can wear. It's a little bit like that. I think there's that satisfaction of, of, of creating something and knowing that you did that and it's very yeah. satisfying. That's really interesting thoughts. I find, um, you know, writing is so different than it was. You used to have to get the publisher and get somebody to publish you. And I think with the self-publishing and being able to purchase on the internet, I think it's a whole different ball game than it used to be. And I think a lot more people are writing because there's different opportunities to get it out there. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, in some ways people say that it's much harder to get a publisher now, but I think it, you know, with the revolution with of Amazon bringing out the Kindle and eBooks now and people having those options, there are, um, there are a lot more opportunities for writers to get their work out in front of readers and find an audience, which is amazing. Although, you know, there are a lot of famous authors and classic authors that we think of that we don't realize were self-published. Like Charles Dickens was, you know, self-published, for example. So um, Beatrix Potter, when she published her initial books, she self-published. So there are a lot of authors that we don't even think about that had a hard time finding um, an audience. But back then, what they had to do is they had to invest a lot of money to be able to print books and 
and go mm -hmm. around and sell them. And now it's so much easier for us to be able to publish. And then somebody, you know, in Australia could be reading your book in a day or two. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm going to ask you one more thing. I want your commentary on the podcast because a lot of people are doing the true crime and crime stories has really taken off in the podcast community. I don't know if you're aware of that, but some of them are essentially books that are just being read through an audio platform. What do you think about that? I think it's really interesting. I do think that's, um, you know, I think podcasts in general have become so popular lately. People love to listen to other people's stories. I think that's how we, um, that's who we are as human beings. We love to listen to stories. We're, we're, we're made for stories. It used to be that people would pass down stories by sitting around a fire and telling what happened. And, you know, it's a way of sharing your history and passing on information. And, you know, that's why radio, of course, became popular as soon as it did. And, and listening to, to um, stories in little snippets on the radio prior to them, there being television stories even. So I think we, we love stories. We love listening to other people, whether they're real or not. And I think um, the real stories sometimes can seem a little bit more crazy and wild than fiction. I mean, that's how writers find content. So, uh, so I think it's, um, it's not surprising in the sense that I think people like to, to listen to what other people have to say. And especially when it's something as, um, I guess, I don't, I don't know how, what, how to call it, but I guess intriguing when it comes to crime, like we all want to get the reason that people want to love to read stories and watch TV and watch movies, I think is, is allows them to, to gain empathy and to think about how they would feel and what, how they would react if they were put in that position. It gives them an opportunity to think about what would I do if I was in that position and right. and I think it's almost um survival is built into us right well I was just interesting what you thought about that I think we're going to see more and more authors that are kind of maybe doing serials and things like that on a podcast I think it's going to be interesting to follow and see what goes on but I don't want to keep you forever I know you're really busy and I really enjoyed talking with you today and I'm glad you have found your home here in Palm Beach County. So you and I are going to plan an event. Um, we'll let the listeners know, probably in the West Palm area, and we're going to do a book signing. And then please let people know where they can find your book. Um, if you want to tell them really quick, I know Amazon, but yeah, you can, um, well, you can learn a little bit more about who I am on my website, and which is anneclermont.com, A-N-N-E, and then C-L-E-R-M-O-N-T.com, anneclermont.com. I'm also on Facebook, of course, and a little bit on Instagram, not too much. And my book is available on Amazon, of course, on Barnes & Noble, Target, if you go online. And if um, ideally, you know, shop at your independent local bookstore, if they don't have the book in stock, please ask them to bring it in and, and they'll have it in a couple of days for you and um, you can support your local business. So, um. Okay, well, thank you so much and I will be talking to you real soon, okay? Have a great weekend.
You too. Thank you so much for having me on, Rebecca. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening to this week's show, and we hope you visit again next week. Please share with your friends, and we look forward to showing you around our amazing city soon. Visit GiaRealty.com. That's G-I-A-R-E-A-L-T-Y team.com. Or you can call us at 561-203-4661.